Welcome to the latest episode of the Faithful Five podcast, and I am here. Uh, our guest today is Matt Ziegler. And uh, Matt, give us some uh, quick background. Give us a 30-second overview on you. I know that I often talk about reflection points in life, and I think you're trying to hit a couple of them by the time you turn 25, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, like you said, I'm Matt Ziegler. I I'm the 23-year-old. I went to Catholic University to college, and I am married to my beautiful wife. We got married last July in 2022, and we are expecting a baby on the way um, in October, um, which we're really excited about. Um, And I work at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia as a pediatric ICU nurse, and I also work for ECYD um, Philly nonprofit, um, which is a random Christie um, apostolate um, in the Philadelphia area. Yeah, that's kind of a rundown of my life and the big things going on right now. Yeah, the last couple of years. That's awesome. So let's jump in. You know, tell me a little bit about when faith started to play a role in your life uh, or a more important role. And how did that all kind of take place? Yeah, I I grew up um, as a cradle Catholic. Parents um, took me to church, um, made me do all the Catholic things. They were very devout and loved the Lord. Um, I thought it was boring, honestly, up until um, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade when I did LTP leadership training program and still wasn't really my own. It was kind of just like a fun thing I did with my friends. And then going into high school, um, kind of got in with the wrong crowds, was doing things um, that um, like drinking and, and and nothing from the Lord that was good. Um, and then my mom forced me to go on a mission trip <laughs> to New York City. Um, and I was very reluctant to go on it. And I really encountered Christ in the Eucharist and had like an overwhelming amount of shame, um, which then was associated with confession and an overwhelming amount of mercy. Um, and that was probably the biggest turning point in my faith journey that really like launched me, um, to love Jesus, um, and to pursue him as a friend, um, and in a personal relationship. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll get into that. I think a little further talk about the most, I'm sure there's multiple people, but talk about maybe the most influential person, whether that's a man, woman, or, you know, if you want to hit on a couple people, that's fine as well. But, uh, you know, influential in terms of your faith and where that, where that took you. Yeah. I think, um, the two biggest people, um, that really planted the seeds um, and continue to plant the seeds. Honestly, it was with my mom and dad. Um, they did a wonderful job raising me and my five other brothers. Um, and we're always planting seeds from a young age of faith. Um, and I think, like I said, my mom forced me to go into this mission trip and to be involved with my faith um, with the support of my dad. And um, their commitment to Christ was the first example that I had to what a relationship with him meant. Um, and then further on down the line, I had a teacher after my mission trip, I came back and did the same thing all over again, was being a stupid kid and a stupid idiot. And, um, he really looked at me and challenged me to find good friends. He said, who are your friends? Are they making you brother better? Are they bringing you close to the Lord? Um, and that was actually Mr. Acolante. He's out in Shanahan still teaching now. Um, and made a huge impact in my life really was a second trajectory where I was like fully committed. And then the legionaries of Christ, um, the 
order as a whole, multiple priests have come to Philadelphia, Father Justin, Father Michael, um, and Father Jason um, have all had huge influences in my faith life accompanying me and and really just like challenge me to be a better man and to like pray daily um, and not in a, a super structured way per se, um, but in a more personal relationship to like really know who Jesus is as a person, not just abstractly. Yeah, yeah. So touch, if you can go back real quickly, either your mom or dad, like a concrete example of, you said they showed the faith and besides your mom dragging you to that, you know, New York mm-hmm. trip, like day-to-day type stuff. Is there anything that sticks out that you can think of that you, you said, wow, you know, mom really has that or dad has that anything off the top of your head? Yeah. Devotion to prayer daily. We have a prayer room in our house um, that is like solely dedicated to prayer primarily. Um, and every morning, mom and dad in the prayer room. Um, didn't think much of it when I was a kid because it's just something that they did. But now that I'm thinking about having my own kid, I realized like, whoa, what an example that that was for me and my brothers to have of like, just like starting your day off for the Lord right off the bat. Um, I think that that has been the best example for me personally is their daily devotion to prayer every single morning and seeing them in the morning do that um, was, was incredible um, example. That's awesome. That's an awesome example. Touch on uh, maybe going back to your high school, that, that period, what, what from, from a younger perspective, what do you think are the biggest obstacles for guys to, um, you know, live the faith, let alone talk about it? What do you think are the biggest struggles? Yeah, I think for young professionals, like guys who are going into college or going into the young professional workforce, it's a lot of like fears of being judged um, as you're getting your career started. Um, Fears of just not fitting in um and um it getting in the way of your progression to succeed and to if you have a family provide um i think i've experienced those fears going into like a company like chop amazing company that's not necessarily faith oriented or focused um and i think that that um has probably been the biggest hesitation um i think work and and not having the courage to really share your faith is is really hard um, in a lot of ways for men, for me personally, and also for men out of fear of like not being able to succeed, not being able to provide, not being able to fit in, being the weird Catholic coworker or faithful coworker. Um, even though in a lot of cases, I don't actually think that ends up being the, the, the case. Um, but yeah. Talk a little bit about, you touched on it, but like, you know, guys are, are different with our pride with our egos and you touched on that, but talk a little bit about the perspective you have of, you know, not being, being judged by someone else or how, you know, we have that constant fear of kind of our egos being bruised. But I think a lot of times it's our pride that we're worried about what people will think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for men, especially it's pride and, the competition of being successful, of being the most successful um, with the people around us, but honestly, even generally speaking, um, what the culture thinks is success, which is money, pleasure. um, I think that that seeps into 
every man. Um, and I think that without um, constant recognition of that problem um, and of that um, kind of thinking that most men tend to fall into, um, it's super easy to just fall right into it. Um, and for me, um, it's it, in my eyes, it's like get an accountability partner, get someone who you know, who loves you, who knows you well. You really uh, spelled it out very well there. What advice would you give? Because I don't think a lot of times that guys realize we all go through the same things. We may have different crosses, challenges, you know, things in our lives, but we all deal with the pride. We all deal with wanting to be, you know, number one. What other advice would you have for, you know, especially younger guys that are just out of school or, you know, even going into college or, or graduating and heading into the real world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest set of advice would be, would be like, whatever you're doing now, spiritually prayer oriented, like if you're praying for a minute a day or not at all, or for 20 minutes a day, add five more minutes, um, just to constantly search for a stronger and stronger relationship with Christ. Um, and I think that that's something super practical for guys. And um, I think men need to hear like really practical steps in a lot of ways for certain things. And for me, it's like, okay, I need to pray for a certain amount of time a day um, in these kind of ways. Um, and some of that is just like in meditation and just listening to Christ. But I would say if you're not praying at all, pray for five minutes a day. And if you're praying for 10 minutes a day, pray for 15 um, and make that a part of your daily routine. Make that a part of like when you wake up, take a shower, brush your teeth, go and pray. Um, because it just, it centers your day. And I, I, don't think I'm too arrogant to say that it's, it will change your life, um, in a lot of ways. Um, and that's, that's the best advice that I could give to men, um, is to, to pray every day without fail, especially in the morning. I think it's a really important time to pray before the day gets started. Quick, uh, great advice, quick kind of two part question. What about for someone that, that, uh, you know, maybe doesn't know how to pray, doesn't, uh, hasn't prayed before, and then also touch on, and these are two big questions, but touch on the idea of a relationship with Christ as opposed to, you know, just the, uh, you know, the tenets of the Catholic faith, like having a personal relationship with Christ. And does that make sense, that question? Absolutely. Um, I think practically speaking, um, if you don't know how to pray, um, the best advice that I could give to you to start, say what you're thankful for, for five minutes in the beginning of the day, um, and say what you're thankful for to Christ and then express your desire to him to want to know him and to learn how to pray. I think men especially think that there is like a golden standard of prayer. There's a way to do it well. And when you feel good, that's when you did it well. But I think that um, as little humans, we're actually really bad at praying most of the time. And the Lord kind of, I think the best prayer in the world is the Lord teach me how to pray. Um, but from a practical standpoint, I think starting your day in Thanksgiving and just saying what you're thankful for. And that could be, I'm thankful for a warm shower today. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for this coworker, my family, the way I was raised, um, for five minutes a day. Um, even if you have no faith, just doing that will change your life. Um, and I think that's the best way to start in prayer. 
And then to answer your second question, um, what does it mean to be a personal relationship with Christ? Um, he's a person. He's a person who's very real. It looks different than a friendship that I have with one of my buddies because he's obviously outside of the Eucharist. And even in the Eucharist, he's not in bodily form um, or the form that we recognize when we see people. But I think just like any relationship, it's founded on seeing each other over and over again, founded on conversations over and over again. You don't become friends with someone from one conversation. Um, And I think that it's something that's developed over time um, and not just necessarily instantly present, just like any relationship. If you see someone on the side of the street, they're not your best friend because you don't put time into them. Um, And I think that a personal relationship with Christ, to me, he's he's everything to me. Um, I talk to him when I'm stressed. I talk to him when me and, me and my wife are having problems. I talk to him when money is on the forefront of my mind and I know that I, I should humble myself and trust in him. Um, he's a part of every conversation that I have, um, even when I don't recognize it. But I think that, that that's what it means to have a personal relationship with Christ. Is It's very synonymous to a relationship with your father um, with, with your best friend. Um, yeah. All right. Very well said. All right, Matt Ziegler, I appreciate you joining the faithful five today and, uh, good luck with the, uh, birth of your, you know, whether it's a boy or girl, it's a girl, baby girl. Congratulations. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye.